Hi, my name is Abriana, and I'm here with Pastor Harmon. What up? Welcome back to BP Real Talk. Real Talk! <laughs> and so I'm just going to ask some questions, and we're going to get right down to Come it. On. I didn't even know you guys had a podcast. I'm about to subscribe. It's going to be incredible. If you're listening and you're not subscribed, get to it. Make sure you subscribe. <laughs> I've heard there's lots of good guests. Yeah, I'm on the podcast, and I technically didn't even know that it was an official podcast, yeah, so I will thing. definitely look more or into some, some people might be watching on Instagram, too. Right? Well, yeah, that's where I usually watch the initial episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I guess that works, too. You can also watch it on Instagram, and then you'll get to see the video and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yep. Watch everybody you know, figure themselves out yeah. in real time. Move your hands, all that stuff. It's a good, it's a, I feel like video is a way better experience than audio, personally. I'd rather watch something with video with terrible audio than <laughs> something with, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm I like, can understand that. I would just, I'd rather just have video with no audio and it'd be fine. I'd be okay. happy with that. But, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So I'm not even, now that we have gone through the mandatory small talk segment. Yes, let's go. I'm going to get to some real questions. Real talk. So, I like it. Starting off, let's try to differentiate between religion and a relationship. Whoa, we're going that deep. Okay, all right. Let's go. I like it. Going to the hard questions first. Cool. Well, uh, you know what? I, I, I found these questions interesting, so mm -hmm. let's start out with them. You yep. know, what's, uh, what's the difference between a relationship with Christ mm -hmm. and religion all its structures yeah. um and you know because a lot of people when they hear religion they associate it with like uh like cult mentality and sure. all that sort of stuff sure so how do you differentiate between that mess yeah and um a relationship with with christ which sounds yeah. like which sounds like a more individualistic thing versus yeah. you know just um oh yeah i um I follow whatever everyone else is doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, religion religion is one of those things that's existed for such a long time, and there's such a rich history of different types of religions. Even within Christianity, there's been, like, it's kind of the, like there's the broad religions, you know what I mean, when you talk about religion. Um, but there's also, like, a, an attitude of religion. There's also, um, you know, religion can be something that has nothing to do with God. You know, people follow things religiously. And the language there is almost like to the way in the sense of just like with pure devotion. And so the best way I can describe relationship versus religion, the way that I've learned it, is that, um, you know, religion is man's or human's best um, attempt to find God. Right. And to be like God. And that's that's what religion would be. Um, and I would say what makes Christianity different um, and why Christianity is a relationship is that it's God actually reaching down to us. Um, and revealing himself. And I would say that'd be kind of the, the big differences between religious or religion and relationship. Um, is religion is our attempts to understand God, you know, and, and to, to be like God. Um, and, and relationship, and what, what, what Christianity offered, I think, for me at least, was that very thing, relationship. Um, it was the first time for me where I actually got to experience God and that God was real, and that he communicated with us. Um, there's so many religions in the world where God does not communicate, that um, there's a book that's written, and, and that's, that's kind of the final words, and, and God never speaks again. Um, but what's powerful about Christianity is, is we do have that. We do have the words of, word of God, and Jesus' words that are so powerful, and we can go to it, or that are, that are important. But we also have this aspect of a relationship, a continuous relationship. 
Um, and that's what Christianity offers is access to God, right? And for what I've seen with, with other religions and even just being from another religion, I grew up as a Sikh, there's a lot of people trying to understand God um, and a lot of people trying to figure out who God is, um, but God rarely speaks, you know? And that's like, that's the one thing when I find with when Jesus showed up on the, on the earth was that he came here to speak. He came here to reveal who God is. Um, and that's kind of like the, the heartbeat of, of the Christian message. So, yeah. So, in regards to... So you're saying almost like the religion itself is more like framework to kind of lead people to the relationship yeah, with Christ. Yeah, I, I think it's like our our attempt, right, is one way you can look at it. Um, and religion can also be uh, uh, interpreted in another way of, you know, what, what are the... You know, this would be a less Christian view, but just religion in general is, is how do people categorize their belief system, you know, and that could be considered religion. Um, or and for some people, religion is just all of it. You know, all faith is just considered religion. And, and so, you know, you often hear like a phrase like, I don't believe in organized religion. You know, I don't believe in somebody else dictating what I believe. Um, but I would say the, the reality is that Religion exists in a lot of different ways, and a lot of people are religious, even if they're not people of faith. Um, it's just what you choose to put your faith in, right? And so, um, yeah, for me, religion, you know, the Bible actually talks about true religion. Um, so there is, there is an idea in the Christian faith of what is considered as true religion. What, what kind of religion is actually good? Um, and in the book of James, it talks about taking care of widows and orphans. It's when your faith actually meets your actions that that's actually pure, true religion. When you're not just, it's not just about the beliefs of God, but when your beliefs actually lead to action. Um, and you can walk out in, in being a Christian, right? That's when you have true religion, a uh, faith-filled faith, right? Oh, sorry, uh, works that uh, go alongside your faith. And so your faith isn't just of words, but it also leads to action, leads to, your, to works. Sorry, I'm just taking what you said. Yeah. This is, you went deep really quick. I was just, I was just here to like answer questions about my favorite like ice cream flavor. And like, I'm like, this what is, is your favorite ice cream flavor? Yeah, let's, let's, let's ease up a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, my favorite ice cream. I like, I like cookies and cream. I like cookies and cream. I'm a classic. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good vibe. I actually, I was just traveling in BC and I feel like we went to a whole bunch of different ice cream shops. And every time, like I would do like, you know, like you do like a taste test. Like yeah. They'll give you a couple different flavors, like a small spoon. And I would like try like three or four. And then I'd always just end up at like, yeah, just give me cookies and cream. I'm good. <laughs> I, like once I know I like something, I stick with it. And so you can name any restaurant and I'll tell you what I ordered every time. Like it's, you know. You make, know what makes it easier to have a default? Like um, it's not always everywhere, but I usually like the sort of salted caramel kind of flavors yeah. or the ones that have like chocolate and something else in them. Yeah. Um, but it's, you don't always find that flavor, so then it's like, my compromise flavor is usually strawberry. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like if, if there's not cookies and cream, I usually go with Oreo, uh, which I feel like okay. is still a type of cookie. <laughs> I don't even know what cookies and cream is. Isn't it just milk and cookies? Like cream It's and essential, yeah. Cookies, right? Yeah. And chocolate chip cookies? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Sometimes there's chocolate chips in yeah. it. Yeah. But or like cookie too. dough, I guess. Oh yeah, cookie dough. I love cookie dough too. You can name food and I'll say I love it because I love food. So yeah, no, cookies and cream is great. But anyways, back to the real talks. <laughs> Give me some more of this. No, that was, that was nice. Yeah. That was good.
Um, yeah, the next question is a bit more of my tone. Sure. Um, so I was just wondering, considering, let's go more to, um, well, the previous question was referring to something that is always like a concern I think that is always ongoing and has been for the longest time um now mostly referring to the current age we're in in regards to like what happened with the pandemic what changed about your approach to to preaching the gospel like before how were you proceeding before everything uh turned into a endless black pit Mm -hmm. and then wow (laughs) very descriptive (laughs) and how were you how are you mitigating bringing people to uh closer to christ now yeah how how has covid changed our yeah how's it changed your mindset on that yeah i feel like um i feel like pre-covid man i feel like everyone's living the dream you know what i mean like i used to complain a lot about my life before covid oh yeah and i'd be like oh this sucks like my life is ugh. and then covid hit and i was like wow dude Oh, yeah. I, have, I had nothing to complain about. My life was good. You know, I could go outside. I, like, it was just, it was incredible. Um, and so, yeah, we, we had to isolate a couple of times. We came into contact with people with COVID, and then I actually ended up getting COVID as well. And so we isolated a bunch throughout that time. And, um, yeah, how does it shape my face? I think I'm still trying to figure out how it shaped my face. You know, I, I think um, especially in these kind of times, like when you're on, you know, podcasts or different places, you know, there's almost a little bit of pressure to kind of have it figured out and oh, know yeah. exactly what you're saying because people are going to watch and listen. That's and, why I'm pushing you. Yeah. That's why, yeah. Um, and I'd say COVID has been one of the most challenging times for ministry um, because our normal kind of just blew up, right? Like everything that was considered normal changed. And so how do you continue to do church? How do you continue to reach people when you can't see people, you can't talk to people, you can't meet with people. You know, it changed a lot of things. Um, one one uh, principle, leadership principle that I learned once was that um, our methods will change, but our message never does. Um, and that was one thing that I kind of kept saying to myself, especially in COVID, was that our methods might change. You know, even this, like, you know, 25, 30 years ago, would people sit down in front of a camera and talk? And would people be on their phones listening to this? Probably not. You know, and so our methods may change um, and how we communicate truth might change and then the avenues of the media or whatever might change, but um, our message never does. And that was really encouraging to me that in that time of COVID where things were highly stressful, things were unknown, um, I still had a constant. And that was like for me, the word of God, like for me going to my Bible and being able to read and knowing that like this doesn't change, you know, this is something, these are truths that are ancient. Um, and from God himself, and, and we can rely on them, we can lean in on them. That was really comforting. Um, even when everything else was changing, you know. Um, this verse talks about how God is the same yesterday, uh, today, and tomorrow. That God's character, who he is, doesn't change. Um, and that's, that's something that really brought comfort to me in those seasons where I just felt like, I don't know what my next step is supposed to look like. And a lot of times, I don't know. Like, people like be like, how would you do this? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd probably just figure it out, right? And I think that's okay to say. Um, I think there's a, a little bit of grace there for us when we say, I don't know how I would do this. And, and But being able to lean in on, on God and going, God, like, help me here. I'm not sure exactly how I would do this. And I think a lot of us are still trying to figure that out, right? Now that, you know, at this point, I don't know when people are listening to this, but right now, you know, restrictions have been lifted. And so... 
um, we're kind of in a more free time, you know, where we can kind of go outside and, and so things are starting to get back, people say back to normal, um, <laughs> but like, you know, churches are open and, and we're noticing people are hesitant still, right? Like people are having a hard time coming back to church across the board. And so I think the things that we learned in COVID were that um, we can always communicate our message through a lot of different methods. Um, but there is something I think really cool about meeting in person and like even this I'm like I miss this like I miss being able to sit across somebody have a conversation um, zoom sucks dude oh, can we yeah. just go hashtag zoom sucks like okay. I just want to see like a lot of comments just like zoom sucks because I oh. <laughs> we're like no don't, don't do that oh my there's like a hundred comments saying zoom sucks no but yeah. I'm just like it was, it was an incredible this. tool but I'm just like man I'm glad we're, we're kind of getting back to in person because I think as humanity we're we're hardwired for relationship. Oh yeah. And so I was thrown off by that. Like yeah. when I, I after you know when you're you're introverted but you don't have the choice to be intro- yeah. to like withdraw. I was so thrown off because I'd never really felt it so strongly before the mm-hmm. urge to see people and yeah. go out and talk and do these things. Um, which I guess has forced me to progress my social skills yeah. a bit more. But um yeah I was very confused by that yeah. feeling. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was a weird time. And so what did I learn? Um, and I think your question was really about how to, how to reach out to people. I've just found that people, um, you know, for me, it was always about living authentic. And so ever since I became a Christian, for me, my life, I want to be an authentic Christian. And so I don't want to just say with my mouth that I'm going to do these things or that I want to be a certain way. I want to live that way. Um, and so that made it challenging in COVID when no one sees you, no one has their eyes on you. And sometimes a little bit of your true colors show, right? And it's like, um, like I remember always, like I would always like when I'd be preaching to students, I was like, what if you had like, you know, a whole year to be able to like read the Bible and you had no other distractions and you were just like by yourself, you know, like would you actually do that? Like would you actually want to? And it's like all of us kind of had that, you know what I mean? All of us had a year of isolation and, and to be alone and to be here by ourselves or have a lot of, you know, kind of free time. Um, to fill it was obviously stressful and there's other things that we're dealing with but you know I always ask myself like did I really do the things that I preached you know did I actually go to my bible and like read or did I you know spend time with God in relationship um and I was I, I didn't as much as I'd like to you know and it's kind of funny with all that extra time I still chose to not do that and I think it really started to show me my own character flaws and things that I need to shift in my life of, of how I can be a better follower be a better follower of Jesus and and so I don't know I, I think when it comes to reaching out to people our methods are always going to change you know our the way we conduct our methods are going to change the way we reach people like I see people like posting on Pinterest and like random like I'm like it's crazy like people are TikTok dude, is like there's going so off. much random stuff going on I'm like yeah. what happened <laughs> why is so- my feed so garbage <laughs> Yeah, like just like really cringy things, but also really good things, right? Like I've seen one of my friends um, blown up on TikTok talking about God and just like he's seeing people who never come to church, you know, come to know who Jesus is through TikTok. And and so again, our methods are going to change, but our message never does. And that message, the message of Jesus, the one that we, we follow, right? And so to me, that's comforting, you know, that our message doesn't have to change, even though our methods do. And honestly, sometimes you just don't know, right? Like you don't know how you're going to, um, navigate things but you take it like um, the pastor I was under at my last church he always had a phrase like one step at a time um, and, and, I, and I really adopted it too like there's it, it, something powerful about you know just taking one step 
um, at a time and, and not rushing and allowing God to speak to you in moments. And, and so, yeah. Yo, what's up? Uh, I think there's going to be a camera. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Harmon. And today... <laughs> You didn't think there was going to be a camera? Yeah, because it was a podcast, right? I thought yeah. usually podcasts oh, totally. would be like just audio. audio. Yeah, me and Abby talked about that earlier. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, I feel like I'm on like a segment, you know? And this yeah. is good. I feel like I just got, I just got grilled. And so now I'm, now I'm with you and I'm like ready for these hard questions. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. I feel like I sh- there should be a segment where the guest gets to ask you guys questions. I feel like that would be more entertaining. <laughs> sure. Yeah? All right, y'all. I'm okay. down for that. I'm down You're for down that. for that? All right, Frederick, number one. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Uh, why did you choose this outfit today? Um, I, I just like it. I don't know. I don't know really what. I just like basically what I. If I pick something, it's just because like the colors I think look nice together. I don't know if they actually do. Okay. Um, from your guys' um, reaction, I guess they do. So thank you. I appreciate okay. it. But yeah, I just like I like red. So would I you like say black. that you allow other people to tell you whether something is good or not? I mean, or do you, like, or when you when you dress yourself in the morning, you're like, oh, that looks good. I mean, like I pick what I want to do at first yeah. and if someone says like nah then like I bounce between like if I look at it like a different perspective then yeah. I guess I'll change it but if I still like it then you're I'll rocking still, it you know, okay. I, so, yeah. okay okay so if you like it you're wearing it no matter what anybody says yeah but also like choosing stuff that yeah. looks nice together yeah and I hope I'm doing a good job at that yeah. I don't know if I am but yeah. no you look good you do. I I don't like know the like the, is this still called drip like is that um, the drip is fine, dude. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what the, I don't know what the right... To, anyways. Yeah, they still call it You look good, dude. I, okay, so the, I was telling earlier, I was saying, I was in Vancouver this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, me and my cousin, we're doing like this old man routine where we pretend to be really old. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we just got like old man laughs, like, ha, 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 ha. Like we just do those kind of laughs and I was calling them old sport. And so we, it was just like, anyways, we were just talking, we were like talking about language that older people use. Yeah. And that we could now use. And so instead of talking like an old like a person, I would just I was just like, like hello neighbor, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, we were just doing this like dumb thing, and we were just like, and then we start seeing we start seeing old people also talking like the way we were talking, and I was like, this is legit. Like there's a different language when you talk with different people, you know. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just, I feel like even the clothes you wear they attract different types of people, and so it's like you're wearing red, I'm wearing red. I'm like wow. We yeah. must. We would probably be friends. We're, we're all wearing like. I, I just have the white tee, but like everybody yeah. else like black and red. Yeah, well, I got, I got white lines on here. Yeah, it works. It's yeah, good. Anyways, it anyways, you got questions? Sorry, I no, didn't mean fine. to take over. It was fine, but that's interesting. But. So, okay, this question I want to ask because like I find it especially interesting because of like the current stuff going on with um, all the grades found in like the schools and stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know why it's weird like this. Uh, did you think about this question, Matt? Did you did you word this? Did you word yeah. that like that? Yeah, there's someone behind the camera who's like really, you know, pulling all the strings here. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm just gonna say how it's read. Sure. Okay. Why is religion bad? Why is religion bad? Yeah. Yeah. Um. These are these are good questions, man. I think sometimes. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Sometimes we can get caught up in wrong thinking. Um, and wrong thinking, when it becomes organized, can lead to really dangerous things. Um, and it's not always religion. It, it, like there, there obviously has been a lot of, throughout history, a lot of um, times where religion, there's wrong thinking that's entered into faith groups, and that's caused faith groups to do really terrible things. I, I don't think we can hide from that. 
I think we have to acknowledge that. But, you know, I, I'm looking at even, you know, Christianity's history mm-hmm. throughout, um, throughout history. You know, there's been really heinous, terrible things that people have done in the name of Christ that Christ would never condone or do. Um, and so I think we have to acknowledge that one. 100%. But yeah. I, even like coming from another faith, like Sikhism was born out of uh, religious oppression from Muslims, um, extremist Muslims. And and so, you know, we I kind of grew up just knowing that those kind of things happened, that religious, you know, disagreements led to fights and those kind of things. But it's not even limited to necessarily even religion, you know, like, um, you know, I look at what happened in, you know, Stalin's era, you know, where there wasn't really necessarily a religion, but there was, you know, 60 million people were killed during Stalin's reign. Yeah. And it's like, and, you know, you look at China and look at Mao and, you know, another 60 million people, you know, and it's not necessarily even in the name of any God, but there's something that happens when wrong thinking enters into humanity groups, uh, into people groups, that uh, it just ends up bad. And so, I think we're all susceptible to that, you know, not just religion alone. And I'm not saying that just to make it look like, oh, just because, you know, everybody does it, that that makes it okay that Christians do it. Not at all. I'm not trying to empathize or uh, make us look better in some light, you know, just because everyone doesn't, doesn't make any less of a crime or a wrongdoing that the things that have happened in, in history, especially with what you brought up. And so I think in that sense, religion can be bad when people are not thinking on their own. You know, I think there's a there's a there's a beauty in the sense of, you know, when power is um, handed off to certain groups, uh, things can get kind of dangerous. You know, and and when a certain group has all the power, definitely throughout history, there's there's times that that leads to a lot of destructive behavior, and you know, a lot of sad, sad, sad realities. And so, uh, can religion be bad? Yes, hundred percent. You know. Um, but the root of that is, is that humans can be bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and to me, um, the hope is for me is that I haven't found any answer that's better than Jesus. You know, when I see people who, and I have friends like this, man, who, who lived really dark, dark lives, like lived in a lot of darkness, committed a lot of crimes, like did really evil things. And I watch them meet Jesus and their life is transformed. Like, that's why, that's why I do what I do. It's not so that, you know, um, I can look better or be better. It's because I see God transform people's lives. And I want to be a part of that. Like, that's what makes me excited about, about my faith, is that Jesus wants us to become new and become different than, than what the rest of history has done and what the rest of the world is like. He, he wants us to be peacekeepers. He wants us to be people who are loving um, who love people like that that's that was one of Jesus' core messages is, is love um, now love with truth as well right yeah. but um, love and that's that has to be a core of our belief and so when religion goes wrong when religion goes bad usually is people have let go of the truths of Jesus um, and they've embraced something else and uh, they've embraced some ideology or some way of thinking that is in my opinion opposite of Christ and so in that sense, they're not even really following Jesus, right? They're not really even following Christ. And so they've embraced things that are, that are anti-Christ. And so, yeah, for me, that's, it's a, it's a terrible thing, man. Honestly, like religion, fights, like those kind of things, like, um, 
it's things that we should condemn as a church, and we do. And I know, I know countless people who are, who have, um, who, and I think it's starting to get even more awareness now with with what's happening in in our culture. But you know, there, there's a lot of hurt from people by the church, um, and we have to kind of we have to say we're sorry. Like this wasn't necessarily maybe us, like the people who are here today, but it is definitely the people who in history who who called themselves Christians, right? Um, there's this famous quote, and I've always preached it, and you guys might even know it from, from when I used to work here, but um, it's of Gandhi. And oh, I know what it, yeah, I know you're talking you know about. Talking yeah, about yeah. Right? And Gandhi used this quote, and he says, I love your Christ, but but I hate your Christians because your Christians look nothing like your Christ. Yeah, exactly. Um, and people argue whether that, that quote is actually Gandhi. I think it doesn't really matter if it was Gandhi or not. I think the message is still the same, that, you know, for us, our goal, our purpose as Christians is to look like Christ, to be like Christ. Um, and so when does religion get twisted is, is when we, we take our eyes off Jesus. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Um, I also want to add, uh, I feel like a big part of the reason why I guess some people would be afraid of admitting or like saying that they're Christian in front of mm-hmm. like other people and non-Christians is definitely like because of the history that Christians have like oppressing yeah. a bunch of people yeah yeah so um I feel like it's actually not gonna say it, never mind why <laughs> oh, um, go ahead well I don't want to come off as like bad but like um of course like there's I guess I, I guess Muslim people right there's like obviously like um ideas of of them being like dangerous because of stuff that sure. extremist Muslims have done in the past right yeah, yeah exactly but um of course, I guess those crowd is like it's gonna be bad to like say that you're Muslim because Muslims still like face like even now like a couple weeks ago I think um, yeah it was in Toronto was it Toronto it was in Ontario somewhere yeah. in Ontario right yeah the Muslim yeah family. so yeah that Muslim family, like every everyone ever got killed by one guy except for like the youngest son yeah and that's terrible right mm-hmm. yeah so they also face that kind of that kind of thing but because of that. Yeah. I feel this kind of like with younger people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like they're more accepting of Muslims. When I, I completely understand it because there's like a lot of stuff they have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess Christians, right, because of our history mm-hmm. and because mainly because we're Europeans and like they, mm-hmm. they were like, they, they like dominate like most of the world for like a huge part of history. Yeah. Um, people are like looking, look down on Christians because of that. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like many people hate Jesus or hate God yeah. I feel like there's very people like that because if yeah. someone were to look at Jesus most people would totally. think he's like a completely good person right yeah. but they just they just set off because of again um, something happens in the past or yeah. the Christians now that like gave them like a bad impression so yeah. that kind of stuff only takes people away from Christ yeah. and yeah it's really important that we just as a church and like all the all every single church just like address that yeah to the best of our ability yeah and you know the truth is that like i i didn't grow up christian you know so i i kind of was adopted into this family you know and 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 so for me i was like like i'll have friends who are just like how could you be christian you know like why would you be christian like and you know they're, they're the oppressive group or whatever you want to whatever language they use um and to me i'm just like like that's not the christianity that i was embraced by you know, the, the churches and the people that I was embraced by are so loving, so kind. They're the complete opposite of the way the world describes Christianity, right? And um, 
I think also it, it just depends on what, which, um, you know, where in history we are, you know? And that's the crazy thing is that we have the opportunity to rewrite or, you know, create new history, you know? And that's why, like, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes me sad when people are scared to say that they're Christian, you know? Because for me, when I tell people I'm a Christian, to them, they're like, what? Like, how? Like, they're really confused, right? <laughs> like, there's like, what, how? And I think for me, I want to live a life where when people look at me, like they're like, wait, those two ideas of like who Harmon is and what Christianity in their mind is, when those when you say I'm a Christian and they're just like, well, I know Harmon, I know he's this, 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 and this, you know? He's not a bad dude, you know? At least I hope not. People, I hope people don't think I'm a bad dude. I don't think you you're know? a bad dude. Thank you, man, thank you, appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> um, but it almost changes, you know, their perception of Christianity because they're like, okay, hey, well, hold on. If, you know, Frederick says he's a Christian, you know, and Avery says he's a Christian, Matt says he's a Christian, Harmon says he's a Christian, um, maybe I don't have a fuller picture of what Christianity looks like, right? Because we ourselves are, are Christianity. We ourselves are, you know, in the kingdom of God. And, and then we get to write what the future will see as this is what Christians are. And so if we're afraid to say, I'm a Christian, you know, I think it, it's a, it is a disservice to one, what God wants to do in your life, but also just throughout our world the world needs christians they need christians who follow christ right they don't need they don't need more christians who are just um you know christians by name or christians just because they were born in into a certain religion they need people who have been you know adopted into god's family they need people who are you know reborn as true christians and so i used to always say this in junior high class you know you're you're not um born a son and daughter of god you become a son and daughter of god and the reason I always said that is that it doesn't matter what your past looks like, you know. And, and, and for really, for Christianity, it doesn't, it, it does matter, like, what our past looks like. And we have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to be defined by what our past is. We get to set a picture of what Christianity looks like today. Um, and I think we can do that. You know, that gives me encouragement when I see people, especially young people, who are embracing love and who are embracing people um, and still holding on to truth. You know, because I, I think I've also seen a lot of people embrace people in love but they let go of their faith um, and they let go of truth but I think there's a generation rising up who who know how to walk that line that Jesus did where he was you know 100% speaking truth but 100% walking in love um, and there's a way to do that and there's a grace to do that and there's wisdom to do that and I'm excited to be a part of it man I'm excited to be a part of watching a generation lead our country and, and our world um, into what Christianity is supposed to be and what Christianity is supposed to represent and so, yeah, I'm encouraged by it, man. But I think we have a lot of work to do. I yeah. think there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of people who, who don't understand. But every time that we stand up and say, hey, you know what? I'm a Christian. I, I, I believe in this. There's a reason I believe in it. We can begin to change people's perspectives of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, for sure. It's not going to like happen overnight because yeah. it's like it, it's happened like hundreds of years and it's mm -hmm. all generational and it, it passes down like all that all that trauma passes down mm -hmm. so yeah it's not gonna happen overnight but as long as we have people um like you and like other people yeah. right that are like you're teaching or adopting that mindset and like showing people what actually like being a christian actually means yeah you know then like a couple years in the future right and hopefully like we'll be able to say people will be able to say or have like a better view of Christianity yeah. as a whole. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think also, like, 
if I don't know if we have time to say this, but I, I think, you know, we don't have to take on the weight of the sins of people, you know, like, um, that was one that I had to learn where I felt like, I feel like, oh man, I have to protect Christianity or I have to like, like protect, you know, uh, our people, if you want to call it that. Um, and for me, it was realizing, you know what, like I wasn't there, you know what I mean? I did not commit these things, these sins. Um, I have a responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, although it's not my fault, yeah, it's not your fault. It's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. Yeah. Because I, I am a Christian and then I do want to. And so you know, there, there's a way to do that. There's a way to be able to say, you know what, I recognize what's happened in the past and I want to change who I am and the way we operate because of it um, without having to take on the guilt of what people have done in the past. Because you don't have to carry that guilt. Yeah, you didn't do it, right? Um, but you do have a responsibility to change it for the future. And so I, I think there's a, there's a fine way to, there's a fine line of how to walk through that, you know? Um, especially when this indigenous stuff, um, you know, these graves were coming up and coming out and, and it's sins of the past, right? It's yeah. things, and, and there's obviously stuff that still happens today, um, but these specific, these graves, you know, from the past, um, you know, it, it needs to lead us into more conversation with people, you know, and uh, my wife uh, has two um, younger sisters who are, who are native and, and so we went to their, um, to the reserve land, yeah. yeah, and we got to spend time with some of the chiefs there, and and it's just like it, it's it, there's something powerful about stepping into somebody's home and just listening, stepping into somebody's space and just listening and just being there, you know. Um, and I think we need to do that for a while. I think we need to be people who who step into somebody's home and, and listen, and, and and be able to understand the pain and and the the tragedy that they're going through. And it, it was cool. It was, um, and it, it, the circumstance of why we had to go there wasn't cool. It wasn't good, but it, it led to so many good conversations and relationship building. And I think we, we need to do that. I think we, we, we need to do a better job of that. And so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a hard question, dude. That was a, <laughs> you guys are, I, I legit thought this interview was going to be like, Dude, tell me your favorite sneaker. What sneaker size okay, do you what, like? What's your favorite sneaker? Dude, I, I love Jordans. Dude, I love Jordans. Yeah. Jordan 6s are my favorite. Jordan 6? Yeah. I'm basic. Okay. I'm the ones, bro. Ones? Dude, ones are great, dude. Ones <laughs> I mean, great. ones are great, but, like, everyone likes ones. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, yeah, 6 and, like, the 4 is, like, my top 3. Yeah. yeah. Those are some good shoes. Those are some good shoes. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Well, hopefully you guys got something out of this podcast. And, man, you guys are, you guys are killing it. BP Real Talk. Yeah, let's go. Dude.